Hello, welcome to Willard Nazarene Online Church, and uh, I trust that everyone has had a, a great week. It's, it's been a rough one around here a little bit. I have uh, not been feeling well this week, and Nate, my partner in ministry here, has not been feeling well this week, and so, but we're here in the building alone and keeping our six-foot distance from one another, and um, but we're we're doing we're doing okay now. We uh, this is important that ministry goes on, and so that we have a we're blessed by the opportunity to be able to do this and to be able to share God's word with you on this Sunday morning. And we hope that uh, you are tuning in and that you tune in to um, watching us daily for daily encouragements, and then you end your week with uh, being here with us on Sunday morning. So just a couple of things for you. And as a reminder that, uh, as we do every week, is just to remind you to continue supporting your church uh, faithfully in serving and caring for one another and uh, supporting your church uh, financially, if you're able to do that. And we have been just amazed at your response, and we're very, very grateful. And we just ask that uh, you continue uh, loving one another, caring for one another, serving one another, and, uh, and supporting the church financially. And you know how you can do that. We talk about this every week. You can mail your check in, mail your donation, or your gift in to Willard Church in the Nazarene, 4414 Townline Road, 12 Willard, Ohio, 44890. If you live local, you can drop it off uh, by my house and drop it in the mail slot. We don't have to come into contact and I will make sure that it gets to the church then and put in the safe. And we have a counting team that comes in on Monday and counts that and then makes sure that it is deposited uh, immediately then so that you don't have to worry about that being held. And then lastly, as we've talked to you the past couple of weeks, our online giving platform is up and running. And I encourage you to, to try that. And you can go to our website uh, www.willardnaz.org and click on the online giving link and it'll take you right to the page and you can put in your information and sign up for a one-time gift or you can sign up for a recurring gift and we assure you that's a secure site uh, through a stewardship uh, online giving platform and we encourage you to check that out and try it and um, I think it will be a, another way in which you can support the church, and we're trying to make it as convenient as possible. So that is the reason we've added that. Um, so check that out, would you? And uh, as you as you notice, uh, my wife is not here with us, and she's uh, she's going to be doing her kids zone minute so that you can uh, have that for your children available this evening at 6 p.m. So. We encourage you to check that out as well. Again, we're so glad that you're here with us. Uh, we take this uh, as a real treasure, a real blessing, if you will, to be able to do this and share God's word with you. We, we feel very honored that we've been able to continue to do this and not miss a beat, not miss one week in putting uh, God's word into your hands and, and to pray uh, for you and with you and have invite you into uh, the church, invite you into our home, and we hope you're doing the same and inviting us into your home this morning, which uh, brings me to, to this. Uh, let's pray together if we can, and, um, and then we'll go on and, and open God's word for the, for the morning, all right? 
Father, we thank you for this time that we have together, and we pray that uh, you would continue to honor and bless uh, this as we share your word. We are just amazed uh, at your work through this, and we could do none of this on our own, and we are so thankful for your guidance and, and um, encouraging us to just simply be obedient through this and just put our hand in yours and allow you to lead this process, and we are so grateful for that. Father, we, we pray for those that, that are not well today, we, and we pray for, for Nate. We thank you for his, his servant's heart and his willingness to partner with us in ministry and to um, the fact that sharing uh, Jesus is at the forefront of his, um, of his heart. So we pray a special blessing on him, and we pray for your, your continued healing on his life, and that um, he, would, uh, he would sense your presence and, and, and be able to rest and feel better. And Father, we thank you for uh, all of the, the frontline workers that are, that are on the ground and and we pray your continued touch upon their lives. And we pray for other pastors, Father, that are, that are sharing your, trying to figure out way, new ways in which to share your word. Not only Nazarene pastors across this district, we pray a special touch on them, of course, today, but all pastors uh, of, of every denomination and that are sharing your word today and trying to, to come up with new and, and creative ways in which to do that across the country, Father, that you would, uh, you would touch them and you would bless them. You would lead them and guide them. And we pray for doctors and nurses and, and EMTs and, and uh, those people that are, that are um, front and center of this, uh, Father. We pray for those that are working in grocery stores and, and hardware stores that are trying to uh, make sure that those places stay open so that needs can be met. And we just pray, Father, that, and that your will would be done. And we pray for a continued healing of this virus. And we put this in your hands, and we ask that, that you would continue, um, that you would perform a miracle and, um, and then allow us to, to just really, really focus in on what it is that you would have us to do and what you would have us to be. And we ask all of this in your precious name. Amen.
that death surrendered to the mighty cross of Jesus Christ. The earth would shake beneath the weight of darkened skies. On his brow, a crown of sorrow.
you know that, that last week we, we did um, uh, the message we, we titled The Treasure Hunts under the umbrella of the treasure series that we're, that we're doing. But I wanted to do a quick review with some highlights for you and, and just ask you if you were able to remember a treasure that you had looked for as, as a young person, that you collected as a young person. And I gave you several examples of, that, of mine as a child growing up and, and even through my teenage years of what I considered to be treasures and I looked for them. I shared with you some of those treasures I had looked for. for. And uh, I, if you remember, I ended with, uh, with cars and girls, right? And, and I, I got in a little trouble with that because I, I guess actually I talked to you about uh, one of my, my favorite cars. It was actually my first car that I had but I didn't talk to you about my favorite girl, and she's not here today, so I got in a little trouble with that. So, um, so don't forget, guys, that, that you, your, your girls, your wives, are your treasure, all right? So, no, I, I'm just kidding you, but uh, uh, my wife certainly is a treasure. She's been away this week, and I've not been feeling well, and so it's probably good that she was uh, not in the house, but she was taking care of her mother, and who just got out of the hospital, and so she was out of town for a week. So remember her in your prayers as well. But uh, anyway, the story, the story. Remember the stories, the parables. Uh, one man found the treasure uh, by accident, and the other man found the treasure because he looked long and hard for it, right? Both of them realized the value of the treasure they were looking for, and they gave up everything to get it, Right? Uh, another highlight was that Jesus was making the point of how valuable the kingdom of heaven really is. How valuable the kingdom of heaven really is. And so God's kingdom is, is certainly valuable, but it is inclusive, right? It is inclusive. In Revelation chapter 3, 15 and 16, it says, I know all the things you do, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were one or the other. But since you are like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. All right. So that brings us up to this next, uh, the next part of this. And we're going to get into this. We're going to continue with Matthew 13, 44 through 58. And I'm going to share that passage with you again. All right. Everyone has your, your mask. And when you go out in public, you're wearing your mask. I have, I've had several people make masks for me. This is one of them. And and I had this on earlier, but, you know, it's, it's really hard to, to preach with a mask on. So I had to back a few feet more away from, from my friend Nate and take the mask off. But anyway, I hope that, that you have those. But I want to share this passage of Scripture with you today, all right? Uh, again, I want you to remember this, Matthew 13, 44 through 58, right? So beginning with verse 44, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. In his excitement, he hid it again and sold everything he owned to get enough money to buy the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant on the lookout for choice pearls. When he discovered a pearl of great value, he sold everything he owned and bought it. Again, um, we'll skip down to verse 47. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a fishing net that was thrown into the water and caught fish of every kind. When the net was full, they dragged it up onto the shore, sat down, sorted the good fish into the crates, but threw the bad ones away. This is the way it will be at the end of the world. The angels will come and separate the wicked people from the righteous. And... Um, uh, 
verse 51 says, do you understand all these things? Yes, they, they said, we do. Then he added, every teacher of religious law who becomes a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like a homeowner who brings from his storeroom new gems of truth as well as old. When Jesus had finished telling these stories and illustrations, he left that part of the country. He returned to Nazareth, his hometown. When he taught there in the synagogue, everyone was amazed and said, where does he get this wisdom and power to do miracles? Then they scoffed. He's just the carpenter's son. And we know Mary, his mother, and his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas. And all his sisters live right live right here among us. Where did he learn all these things? And they were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. Then Jesus told them, a prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his own family. And so he did only a few miracles there because of their unbelief. Hmm. Remember the treasure. Remember the treasure. What? Today, I want to tell, I'm going to give you some practical advice that we need to take from this as we seek to become more like him, as we seek his treasure that he has for us, right? And finding the treasure doesn't have to stop when we find God. Sometimes we think that when we, we find God and we ask him into our lives and, and we've, we've had, we've had the, just the, the, the uh, blessing of having people um, make their professions of, of faith and give their life over to Christ just since we started doing this and they've, and they've, and they've texted and, and, and called and messaged us and let, let us know that they've accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. And that's a great thing. But I want you to know that finding your treasure that he has for you doesn't stop when you just find him or he finds us. Each day needs to be a treasure hunt of sorts, if you know, uh, if you understand that each day needs to be, uh, needs to look like us looking for him, looking and seeking for the treasure that he has for us. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you eight things that, that, that allow us to do that. I told you this is going to be some practical stuff for you today that I want you to jot down. And I'll, I'll try to go uh, at, a, at a pace that you can keep up. But um, this is going to be important for you, especially if you're new in the faith, especially if you've just given your life to him. But even, as a, even if you've been a Christian for a while, I think you'll find this use, useful. So let's start with this. Whenever we open his word, uh, we can search for the truth that's there for us. Because it's there to bless us, it's there to guide us, it's there to challenge us, and it's there to heal us spiritually. It's there to connect us with him. Whenever we open his word, and, and when we open his word, it's important, it's vital in our life, it's vital in our faith. And I talk to people all the time that, that come to me for, for pastoral counseling and because they have this issue or that issue and this going on or that going on in it. And they, they have a hard time understanding why it doesn't, it seems like they're not going anywhere in their faith and uh, in their relationship with Christ. It's almost like they're on this spiritual treadmill and they're walking, but they're not going anywhere. One of my first questions is always, when was the last time 
you opened up his word. Wow, you'd be amazed at some of the answers that we get. Everything from I don't even have a Bible or my Bible's tucked away in a box somewhere or my Bible's on the shelf and I just don't have time to, to, to get it down and read it. Oh, I don't have time for that, Pastor Brad. You don't understand how, how busy I am, how many things I'm involved with and, and how long I work and how long I do this and, and uh, what, I, what I do for my kids. And yeah, I, I do understand. I get it. But when we open his word, it's the key, my friends. It's the key. It, it, it's a place that we search for truth. It's a place that's it's there to bless us and to guide us and to challenge us and to heal us. Why would we not take time to open that treasure? Okay, when we open his word. The next one is this, is when we pray. When we pray, we, we, we can and we should expect the treasures of comfort, the treasure of power, and the treasure of revelation through our communication with him. And our communication with him comes directly through opening his word, but also through our prayer life. And that's usually the follow-up question that I have uh, for people when they come to me and say, you know, my, my, I feel like I'm on a treadmill. My life's not going anywhere. I'm, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm getting any closer to God. The second question I ask is, when was the last time you prayed? Again, sometimes the answers are amazing. Well, I pray for my meal or, you know, I, 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 I wanted, uh, I, I wanted a, the, a job and I prayed for that. I wanted a promotion and I prayed for that. Well, that's not the extent of our prayer life. And it, nor should it be the extent of our prayer life. We should look at our prayer life as an opportunity to seek after the treasure that he has for us. When we pray, we can and we should expect the power of Christ to fill our lives and the revelation of, of his life pouring into ours. Next one, is, next one is this. It is when we spend quiet time with God. When we have quiet time with God. This is important. There's a scripture that says, be still and know that I'm God. Be still and know that I am God. Without distractions. We need quiet time with God. Let me tell you, friends, that is a treasure. And if we're missing that, we're missing a, we're missing a golden opportunity to be with him in an intimate setting, to be with him in, in a quiet setting, without the distractions of the world, without the noise of the world, uh, I tell people all the time, it is vital that we, we eliminate the noise every once in a while to be with the Lord when we spend quiet time with him. The next one that I have for you is, is, is when we share, when we share. And you may say, well, well, I share all the time, Pastor Brad. You know, I, I do this and I do that and, you know, I serve and... and um, uh, other people and make sure people have what they need. And that's great. That's great. We want you to do that. But this is what I'm talking about. Here's the, here, do you know a witness, what a witness is? A witness is a person who tells others what he or she has seen or heard. Okay. So I want you to listen to this again. A witness is a person who tells others what he or she 
has heard. Jesus challenged the disciples to be witnesses. And the same is true today for his disciples today. Well, who are they? Who are the disciples today? It's you and I, my friends. We are his disciples today. And if you're in a relationship with him, you've been called to share and to be a witness for who he is in your life. It's vital. And it's vital in, in our search for the treasure, right? Remember, remember what the angel said to Mary and Mary. We talked about this a couple weeks ago, and I mentioned it to you again last week. But at the empty tomb, they said, don't be afraid. Come and see. Go and tell, right? And they were all running. They were all running. And so it's important, right? And so I want you to, to, to know that. The next one is, is when we stay connected. When we stay connected. We're better together, friends. That's the, that's the encouragement that I want to give you. That's what I, I'm, I try to tell uh, folks that listen in every day when we do the daily encouragement. Say, we got to stay in this together because it makes us better. Uh, so when we stay connected, we're involved with one another. We're supportive. We can be supportive. We can be encouraging to, bolt to one another. Um, and so that is important is when we stay connected. Okay. The next one is when we serve others. Touched on that a little bit. When we serve others. You see, serving God by serving others grows out of our love for him. Okay. Serving God. God, by serving others, grows out of our love for him and our thankfulness for what he's done for us. Um, that's what distinguishes us. That's what separates us from other, any, just any other organization that serves. There are a lot of great organizations that serve out of obligation because it's just their job. But when we serve as a believer... It should be done because his love, it flows through us and then out of us. So we're doing it out of, out of love, right? We're doing it because we love him and, and he's called us to love others. And so therefore serving other people is, is vital in our seeking of, of the treasure that he has for us. Okay. So when we serve others, when we love, when we love. This is, this is important. First um, Corinthians says, be patient, be kind, don't be envious, don't brag, don't be proud, don't be rude, don't be self-seeking, don't become easy, angry easily, don't keep records of uh, wrongs of others, don't delight in evil things, rejoice in the truth, always protect, always trust, always hope, and always persevere and allow this, I'm telling you to allow this to become who you are. Allow this to become a lifestyle, not just a, a something that you have plastered on, a, on a, a, a picture or something, but really allow it to become who you are. Um, that is vital. The next one is um, that uh, the last one that I want to share with you is this, and it's when we worship. When we worship. We have an opportunity to seek the treasure of love that's found only in the presence of God. When we worship, we can seek the treasure of love that's found only in his presence. Only in his presence. And I'm telling you, listen, when you get, uh, when you get an opportunity to be 
uh, to have quiet time with him and to be in his presence. Listen, that's, that's a time of worship. That's a time of worship. All of these things are vital as we seek after who he is in our life, as, he, as we seek after who he wants us to be, right? Um, that is unless that we're no longer looking for treasure at all. You see, I, I think that as a young person, uh, I, I got tired and disinterested of looking for certain treasures. So I just quit and I moved on to something else. And I think that's a, a, lot, of, a, a lot of us have done that in our past. Um, we look after a, a certain treasure and then we get tired of it and we move on to something else, especially as young people. And we lose interest in whatever it is that we're looking for. And we think that, that we become too old for it, so we simply move on to, to what might be next. You know, I'm concerned because I think that as Christians, we have a tendency to lose that same childlike excitement for Jesus. I don't ever want to lose that. You know, and, and I feel like that, that as, as we grow older in our faith, often we lose the zeal of learning, the excitement of learning and discovering the new truths and the new treasures that he has for us daily. There's something about a child that, that has this excitement for Jesus. And uh, I, I miss our children. One of, the, one of the special things that we do here in, in, in this church at Willard Nazarene Church is when we're in the building and everybody's in the building with us, Nate, is, that, um, is having our children come forward. And I love that picture. And when all of our children come up and we get a chance to pray over them and just see their smiles and see them running out of here to go to children's church, uh, I love that childlike excitement. And I pray that we never lose that. I pray we never lose that um, because he has new truths for us daily. And he has new treasures for us daily. You see, we, we become we, like the people of Nazareth. We have the tendency to become like the people of Nazareth. See, they couldn't see past the son of Joseph to see the son of God. Hmm. They couldn't see past the son of Joseph to see the son of God. So what if we took on a new attitude? And whenever we approached God, we approached him by, by saying, God, what exciting new treasure do you have for me today? What if that was the way we started every day? What exciting new treasure do you have for me today? That'd be a good way to start each day, wouldn't it? So how is it that we can apply all of this to seeking, to searching, and to treasure hunting on trying to determine what it means to be like him and what treasure he has for us. Well, the first one is this. Here's some more practical insight for you, right? The first one is to go and seek. Go and seek. Not go and hide. Go and seek. 
And sometimes I think that we're perfectly content to just sit around and wonder why our lives aren't going anywhere. You know, I told you about the folks over the past that have come to me with issues and, and uh, I, I think they just become content to just sit and wonder and question why their lives aren't going anywhere, but they're not going and seeking. They're, they're not opening his word. They're not communicating to him through a prayer life. When we, really, we need to be willing to sit out and let God take us on the adventure that he has for us. The adventure of a lifetime to discover new things about him and about us. That's what his word does. That's what our relationship should be like, is always seeking and pursuing and discovering new things that he has for us. New things about him and about us. We need to be willing to open up to him and to shake off our ordinary lives and to let him lead us sometimes into risky waters of discovery. We need to be willing to allow him to shake off our ordinary sedentary lives. Listen, if we never set out on this adventure, we'll never find the treasure that he has for us. Listen, if Peter had never gotten out of the boat, he would have certainly never experienced the treasure of walking on the water, right? I love that story. I love the story of Peter getting out of the boat and, and as, as his eyes were gazed into the eyes of Jesus, he was able to experience this extraordinary treasure of walking on the water. And it wasn't until he took his eyes off Jesus that that stopped. There's a lesson in that for us, friends. In the waters that we find ourselves walking in right now, they're risky waters, right? They're uncharted waters. And as long as we keep our eyes gazed into the eyes of Jesus, we will be okay. But if we take our eyes off, we'll find ourselves floundering quickly. Number two is this. Use the treasure map to guide you. Use the treasure map to guide you. A treasure map is, is, is a guide to riches and blessings, right? A treasure map will lead you to the ultimate treasure, right? And so our treasure map is right in front of us. Our treasure map is his word. It's your Bible. Just simply looking at it in a new way is open up his word. That's your treasure map. That's your guide to the treasure that he has for you. Or find, find a devotional book like something like My Utmost for His Highest by Oswald Chambers. I love that book. That is a powerful, powerful a devotional book for you, or Hope for Each Day by Dr. Billy Graham. There are many, many other devotional books that you can take with your Bible and spend quiet time. That's your treasure map. But listen, I want to tell you, you got to stick to it. You got to stick to it. It can't be something that you try for a day here and a day there, and then you give up and you go on and you try to seek uh, something else. It's important in your journey. It's important in your faith. It's important in your walk 
You have to stick to the map. Don't let anything, and I mean anything, ever pull you away from the truth that's revealed in this. Number three is we have to look for clues along the way. We have to look for clues. Look for clues to to the treasure. If you keep your mind and your heart open, then God can give you small treasures, little encouragements, if you will, and challenges that keep you moving forward. Sometimes the treasure is in the search as much as it's in the find. That's hard to believe, isn't it? Because we're so, the, the world wants us to believe that, that the, uh, and, and the worldly treasure is, is obtaining it, obtaining materialism, obtaining that, that promotion, obtaining that new car, obtaining a, a, a better house, and, and on and on and on. But in this relationship with God, sometimes the treasure is as much in the search as it is in the find. Because you know why? Because the search includes his word. The search includes spending quiet time with him. The search includes an, an intimate setting with him. The next one is Joining with other people, searching for the treasure. Joining with other people, look for others who want to find the truth in the Lord and share your clues to encourage one another. It goes back to staying connected, friends. Staying connected, encouraging one another and, and sharing what you find with, the, with, with someone else. Joining with other people, looking for the treasure. Number five is be willing to dig deep. Be willing to dig deep in this. Everyone knows that treasure is hard to find. And and, and sometimes one must be willing to study hard, think hard, be patient, ask good questions, and seek further clarification. Because finding treasure is hard. Think about all the treasures that you looked for as a young person. None of them, finding them was easy. It wasn't easy. Finding the treasure is hard, and it's a challenge, and it challenges us to to be willing to study hard, think hard, be more patient, ask good questions, seek further clarification. But let me tell you, it is always, always worth the investment of your time, of your energy, and of your passion. Because it means your relationship with Him is deepening. And it means he's molding you and shaping you into what he wants you to be. Number six is be excited about what you find. Be excited. When God reveals the truth, it may not immediately set the world on fire, but that's okay. As long as it changes your heart, as long as it changes your mind, as long as it makes you a little more like him, then it's golden, my friends. Then it's gold. It's like gold. Be excited about what you find. That's important. It's important. Proverbs 3.13 says this. It says, Blessed is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. Blessed is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. 
That's what it's about. That's, what he, that's why he wants you on this hunt. That's what he wants you looking his, in his word for. That's why he wants you in a prayer life. That's why he wants you in quiet time with him. I'm going to close with this thought about, about this story, about these parables. See, Jesus is looking for you because he knows what a great treasure you are. He knows that. He knows what a great treasure that you can be. He, he wants to transform your life into this beautiful, magnificent instrument. You see, you, my friend, we are his treasure. He gave everything that he had to give for us. His very life, he gave his very life to buy the field that you are in, that we are in. We are, in fact, the pearl of, great, of the great price that Jesus paid. Jesus gives everything for us. And that is exactly how he feels about us. About you and about I. It's that this is the love and the sacrifice that he has given for us. So I want you to rejoice, my friends. I want you to rejoice in that. I want you to be comforted in that. I want you to feel power in that. Be encouraged that God really does love you. He loves you so much that he gave his one and only son for you. Listen, this is not just about now. It is about now, but it's more about an eternity spent with him. Don't miss the miracle of finding the treasure and allowing him to transform your life and to change your life to begin to look like Jesus. A beautiful instrument. That's what he wants for you. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray right now that if there's anyone out there that's watching this today, that is at a place where they're just not sure. Maybe they're at a place that I described. Maybe that they had given their life to you at some point in time in their past but they feel like they're not going anywhere and that they're on this spiritual treadmill and they're walking, but they're not going anywhere. That their life never changes. Father, I pray for them that you would give them the courage right now to just message in and just say, Pastor Brad, I want that. I want that. I want what you're describing. Would you give them the courage and, and, and the insight to just message us in our chat room right now and just say, would you pray for me? I need this. I want to surrender my life to Christ today. This would be a great day. This would be a beautiful day to do that. And folks, if this is you and you're out there, I just, I just pray this prayer that you would just ask him into your life, that you would believe the story, that you would believe that he that he lived and he died and he lived again, all for you. And would you believe that he loves you more than any person could ever love you? And then would you just 
confess and commit your life to change and to being transformed into his likeness and into his image. We pray that today, Father. We thank you for this opportunity that we've had to be here today and had to share and to be able to share your word and your message. And I pray for folks that are out there today that, that are just longing for something. Would you speak to them today and have this be the something that they grasp onto? Don't ever let them go. Don't ever let them go. We love you, and we know you love us so much more. And we ask this in your precious name. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for being with us. It's truly an honor to be able to serve in this capacity, to be able to share his word with you. Thanks for joining us. Share this message with someone. This will be posted on our on our Facebook page, and, and you'll be able to see this again later. Uh, but I challenge you to point other people to this, and, and uh, this can be a part of your witness. It can be part of you sharing with others, right? Don't be afraid. Come and see. Go and tell, all right? We'll see you next week. And remember, God loves you so much. Can't stress that enough. He loves you so much. We'll see you next week.